How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. Today, we're going to talk about that dretched word, codependency. We have spoken about codependency before, but I want to talk about codependency and the effects on self-worth and self-esteem. Traditionally, codependency was thought of as a category for people who suffer from an addiction, you know, more traditionally around drugs, alcohol, etc. And it would be around how dependent they would be on these substances to survive. But in recent times, we've discovered that codependency is a real buzzword in the love and relationship industry. And it has been a way for us therapists, coaches, etc. to describe a particular kind of person in a relationship. Generally, a codependent person is someone who feels worthless unless they are needed by their partner and they are only happy when they make extreme sacrifices for their other half or their partner. So initially, you might think that a codependent person is that friend of yours who can't go anywhere without her boyfriend or that couple that seem to stick to each other like glue and every time you see him you know you're going to see her or vice versa and yes these can be signs of codependency in a relationship but a true codependent person often has little or no personal identity so has lost themselves they've also got little interest or value outside of the relationship so unless they're doing something in the relationship for the relationship for their partner they're really non-existent they don't do anything else or are not interested in doing anything else so everything in their life can somehow be tied back to their partner And they have no real freedom or a hobby that they can call their own because the only hobby or freedom they have is their partner, is spending time with their partner. And that is their full-time hobby. So how do you actually become codependent? Well, essentially, in order for there to be a typical codependent person who continues to behave in a particular way, there needs to be an enabler. So someone who is making it happen rather than trying to get their partner the help that they need. Because if you have a codependent partner and you are enabling them to stay that way, you are just as much at fault as they are. So when this happens in a relationship, the codependent person becomes more codependent because of the enabler, because the enabler thrives when the partner is waiting on them hand and foot. They know that that partner is going to do anything and everything for them. And someone who enables a confident person really does find satisfaction in having every need of theirs met by their partner and doesn't feel guilty for their partner making these you know, extreme sacrifices for them. They thrive on the sacrifices their partner is making. 
So the enabler is just as responsible for the codependent relationship as the codependent person. So this type of relationship really is one extreme to the other. You've got the codependent person that is guilt-ridden for expressing any of their needs or wants. And then you've got an enabler that only cares about their desires and they are the most important thing and they need to be tended to instantly or all the time otherwise the relationship just won't work and in this situation the only person that can freely express themselves without any type of consequence would be the enabler and the codependent partner can't even recognize their own feelings because they feel like their needs are irrelevant because it's all about the other partner the enabler so codependent people and I hope I hope I haven't confused you but In short, you've got a codependent person and you've got the enabler in the relationship that continues to feed the codependent person for them to stay codependent. And codependent people normally become this way for a number of reasons, mainly due to their upbringing or some of their past relationship trauma. So their self-worth or lack of has been formed by being needed by a significant person in their life. So I'm going to repeat that. Their self-worth or their lack of self-worth has been formed by being needed by a significant person in their life and not receiving the same caregiving in return. So I am going to love you fully. However, you are emotionally absent. You are emotionally unavailable in return. And this has taught the codependent person that their role in life is to just serve and give love and they are not worthy of receiving it. I see this a lot in adults that have grown up with emotionally absent parents. And these children have craved for attention and love and nurturing and they didn't receive it. But they kept giving it in the hope that that love and that care that they were giving their parent would come back just like a boomerang. And what they learned very quickly is that I can give all of this love and care because that's my role. And even if they don't give it back, I know that they love me. And that's how they love me, by not showing me. When really the dynamic of that relationship is the same, you have the enabler and you've got the codependent person. And that started at quite a young age. Now, it doesn't always happen that way. We could have learnt through some of our intimate relationships as adults. But the majority of the time, our codependency comes from childhood. So the effects of codependency on self-worth is huge. Past relationship traumas, whether it's relationship with parents, family members, romantic interests, whatever it is, can really turn someone to begin showing and manifesting these codependent tendencies. When I say codependent, I want you to think of codependency as in the traditional sense. It's like an addiction. So you're not addicted to a substance, you're not addicted to a drug or an alcohol, you're addicted to a person, a feeling, a way of being in relationships. And at first, it can be really hard to spot someone who is codependent until you look a little bit closer at their current relationships. What does it look like for them right now? And if they are often giving up things and making big sacrifices for the sake of someone else, If they seem to be constant people pleasers 
and they are unable to truly face their feelings about their relationships and life in general, this person could be quite codependent. It really does have a detrimental effect on your self-worth because you have always been led to believe that your life is worthless if you're not making someone else happy. And I want you to listen to that again because it's quite toxic. I am not worthy unless I am making someone happy. Immediately eliminates yourself. You, you are not making yourself happy. You are not part of that equation because everyone else is. And you find it very hard to be satisfied in just normal activities or life outside of a relationship because you are there to make somebody happy. And that is your role in relationship. And so that's why a lot of people stay in toxic relationships that are quite codependent because they don't want to hurt their partner. Even though staying is hurting them, remember what I said earlier? you are not part of the equation because it's all about the other person. So you will stay in a relationship because you feel guilty, feel sad. You'll say things like, oh, but he, he can't live without me. He won't be able to breathe. Um, how is she ever going to get through this? I can't leave her. I'm worried she'll become a prostitute. I'm worried that she will take drugs and overdose. You've got all of this worry that if you're not around, their life is going to be all doom and gloom. And so you stay a little bit longer or a lot longer than you really should. But what happens then is that you start to live in a constant anxious state, wondering if you are ever going to be good enough. You will always doubt your effort. Even if you are giving 120%, you will always feel like it's not enough because you have an enabler that is taking and not filling you up as the codependent partner. So what is it that you can do to break this cycle? That's exactly what it is. It's a codependent cycle. And the codependent person has really a lot of work to do to get their self-worth off the ground and dust it off so that you can then forget about being in a relationship with an enabler. And I want you to think about this because you're not less than the enabler. The enabler is just as codependent as you because the enabler is almost like a leech. They really rely on your life force as the codependent partner. You give them undivided attention and will always be there to offer value and effort into everyone else but the relationship with yourself, right? The enabler lives off your energy and lives off your time and the sacrifices you make for your partner in the relationship. And they don't ever feel the need to give anything in return. And if you notice that scenario, almost like the little child that you were, waiting for love to come back like a boomerang. And you just kept giving and giving and giving and getting nothing in return. And that is exactly what's happening in this codependent enabler type of relationship. A lot of enablers in a codependent relationship possess what we call narcissistic traits in which they offer a taste of praise and appreciation sometimes, which keeps you as the codependent partner hanging on for more. And then they keep you dangling and then they take advantage of you once again. And I have seen this over and over again. 
the slightest bit of encouragement or praise, you know, you're doing really good this week. Oh my God, you did the greatest dinner on Sunday. You look amazing. You look really healthy this week. Whatever it is, keeps the codependent partner attached, addicted, because you are craving that boomerang emotional attachment. And when they come at you and give you those little spurts of emotional connection or those little spurts of positivity or credit or praise, you hang on to it and you think, I'm going to hang on to that because I don't know when the next time I'm going to get it. And you hang on and hang on and hang on for longer than you need. The most difficult thing for a codependent to do is really recognize the truth of the relationship, what is actually happening, and then having the ability to not actually come back for more. So something as simple as finding a hobby or an activity that you enjoy without your partner there can help you to start to feel again for yourself. It can help you put things into perspective of, oh my God, how things feel different when I do them on my own without my partner, the enabler. So the first thing I want you to do is try and find a hobby away from your relationship, an activity, just one small thing. Just create some time for yourself. The relationship's still there. Your partner, the enabler, is still there. But we want to help you get into a space where you can break the cycle. So try and find a little space where you can do that. The other thing you need to do is learn about other people's relationships because then you can see what works for them and how functional relationships work and compare them to your normal. You can see what their normal looks like and why their normal work. And you might see that they have equal amounts of give and take in a relationship. You might find that their conversations are about sharing how they feel and openly communicating and that's a bit foreign to you. And you might look at them and think, how do they do that? How does she have the guts to say that to him? How is he able to speak to her like that and feel confident and open. So there's some of the things that you do when you start observing other people's relationships. So the other thing you need to add to finding space and learning about other people's relationships is really talking to a qualified professional and seeking help, even if it's just to get things off your chest and to get a perspective on the relationship. Because having a third party like a coach like myself or a therapist or a psychologist can really help you identify your codependence and really start to pinpoint the enabler's behavior. Once you start to recognize that you're codependent and your partner is enabling you to be that way in the relationship, you can start to get out of your own mind and start to put your feelings on the table. And a professional will be able to help you and support you do that in the most healthy way. Getting out of a relationship like this is very tricky. The enabler does not make it easy to break off with them. And when a codependent person begins to open up their eyes and discover their self-worth and builds their self-esteem up and starts to stand on their own legs, it's only upwards for that person. It's upwards for the codependent, the ex-codependent. The enabler won't cope because the enabler hasn't done the work to stop enabling you. And they will not cope with the fact that can't dictate the way you do life. So it's quite controlling 
being in a codependent relationship, one person has control normally. And even though it doesn't seem that way, that's exactly what it is. So if you've experienced a codependent relationship, and if you've either been the codependent one or you've realized you're the enabler, I'd love to hear what happened for you and how you either got out of it or how you recognized you were enabling your partner to be codependent. And if there's a success story on how you work through that, please let me know. If you need some help, also shout out because I probably could fit you in at some point early this year to get some help around your relationship, the codependence and obviously the enabler situation. And on that note, I'm going to leave all of that information with you. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tell all your friends about this podcast. I'm Dr. Love. I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.